Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Soul Flow Podcast. I'm still your host. I'm still Jason. <laughs> uh, it's been a while since I recorded. Um, haven't recorded many this year. It's, uh, I guess I can try to explain or justify or give you excuses. Uh, if that's what you like. I feel like it's what you like, if you're still tuning in. I mean, either way. Anyways, I digress. I've had a lot going on in my mind lately, and I mean, if you've heard my podcast, you'd know that I have an interesting train of thought, I think. I mean, I don't think it's unique, but I mean, I think every train of thought is unique. But Anyways, um, I've just been struggling on how to package my thoughts, my perspectives, my points of view, my ideas into episodes that have some type of cohesiveness, which I feel like most of my episodes do. They have a theme and there's just been a lot going on and I haven't been able to sit down and do it. And then the inspiration hasn't been fully there. I'll feel inspired to talk about something and then stuff will come up. And by the time I have some free time, I lose the core of that inspiration or the, the idea that I wanted to talk about. So I don't force anything. Um, I do want to do these more often. I want to at least do one a week um, starting sometime this year, but I don't know if that's going to happen or not. I don't know if. I have enough that I'd like to talk and share to fill that time. But anyways, that's where I'm at. This is where we're at. So today I want to talk about intention. It seems to be a common theme that just continually comes up for me um, to the point where probably at least over a year ago, I really started focusing more on my intentions uh, and I mean, like, really focusing on them. So I'll give you guys some six examples of why, if you haven't heard me talk about them in my other podcasts or conversations. I'm a Reiki master teacher. Uh, one of the things that I learned in Reiki is um, Reiki works with your intention. Um, it's one of the, To me, it's one of the two core things that, if you can remember for Reiki... Um, you'll be okay. The other one being you can't do it wrong. And then it's all your intention. So if your intention is to focus on helping someone heal, grow, or whatever, if it's even more specific than that, then the next thing is you can't do it wrong. So just do it, right? So there, there's intention there. Um, then... Wayne Dyer, who's uh, probably one of my favorite people to ever speak about the law of attraction. Um, he's no longer on this physical plane, but his words and wisdom are still shared. He has a book called The Power of Intention. And that was very powerful for me to read and understand how our intention is so intertwined with the law of attraction and how you manifest things and how you create your reality 
based on your true core intentions, not the surface ones, not like, oh, you know, I always have good intentions. True, you can have good intentions, but there's there's an underlying energy to some of those intentions that isn't necessarily bad, but it could be more negative, I guess we'll say. So if your intention is to have more financial abundance, maybe underlying the reason why is because your intention is focused on the fact that you feel so much lack. And so then that's kind of what it's focused on, which is just another, I mean, is that your intention, right? Your intention is just for good, but it's still focused on something that doesn't, or that you feel isn't there. But anyways, we're not going to go too much into the law of attraction aspect of it. I'm just bringing that up because it's part of it. Then there's plant medicine. Uh, doing ayahuasca ceremonies. During my first one, one of the first things that we do before, I mean, right before you drink that cup, is you state your intention. You Your intention for that experience. And you say it out loud because it's more powerful when you, when you state your intentions out loud instead of keeping them to yourself. There are certain things energetically I feel like you need to vocalize you need to to say instead of just thinking it solidifies it honestly it's i mean our words are spells so if our words are spells then that means when you speak something you're you're speaking a spell instead of thinking it and now you've made it more powerful same thing with writing it down once you write it down it's like a it's like a contract you're signing a spell but we're not going to get into that either. But anyway, so yes, intention before ceremony. So I see this common theme in all of these spiritual aspects of my life. And at the core of them, they're all focused on your intention and how important your intention is going into these things. So before Reiki treatment, I stayed an intention. Before, before manifesting, you stayed an intention. Before these deep healing medicine ceremonies, you stayed an intention. And, it, and that's just working with any plant medicine. I, and so I actually, when I came back from the jungle, I was telling people, like, if you're going to smoke weed, like smoke, like, smoke with an intention. Before you light that, even, even if your intention is just to get high out of your mind and have a great time, that's fine. Make that clear. Don't just go because it is a medicine. And if you don't have a clear intention, it's just going to kind of give you the experience it thinks you want you need. And if you're not ready for it, it can be very uncomfortable, it can be very unsatisfactory. So. Even work, even tobacco. The, the problem with cigarettes that I feel besides all the additives and chemicals and things, because even just raw tobacco is it's a powerful plant medicine. And if you only smoke it when you're stressed and that's your focus, then you're only, you're going to need it every time you're stressed instead of like smoking it with an intention of how, how you can manage and deal with your stress or how can you change the situations that are stressful 
or how you can you grow from these stressful situations, right? Like there's so much growth that can happen, but yet we use these medicines to just numb us from our past experience instead of helping us grow through them so that they're not our future experiences. It's all intention. And so I feel like take it one step further and state your intention before everything you do before like if you're getting ready to call a friend and talk to them about something whether it's good bad like you know you need some advice you just want to vent or you just want to check up on them whatever whatever the scenario is it doesn't matter state your intention right if if you know you need to have a tough conversation with someone state your intention like so like Let's say you, and I'm not, I'm not going to use a specific example, but let's say you need to have a difficult conversation with someone, or you know there's going to be some disagreement, some argument, right? You need to, you need to express yourself and you, and you feel that it may not be received properly before you make that call, before you meet with them, whatever the scenario is, state your intention. Be like, you know what? I want, I want to be able to, to communicate to them in, in the best way possible so, so that they understand what I'm trying to tell them and not take it personal. And, you know, and, and that's just one specific part. Right. And I want, I want to, I want to have this conversation where it allows both of us to have the most growth possible so that we can both be better versions of ourselves. And, 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 you know, these are intentions, right? Like, so stating these intentions before every situation, before you go to work, be like, you know what? My intention is, is to get to work, be the most productive today, have the most fun. Like I intend to have fun, even though I'm working hard, have the best interactions with all of my coworkers, have clear communication and understanding and cohesiveness and teamwork and all these, if you go in on Monday morning with these intentions, your experience is going to align with that. But when you go into work and you're like, oh, I know this is going to be shitty. This is going to be this. This is going to be that. And then, right. All you're doing is just pulling past experiences and bringing that into an intention to have the same experience. So why, why would you continually have the same experience? Like, isn't that boring or stressful? If every day you go to work and you have the same stressful experience, like, what are you learning from that? You're just, I mean, you already know you don't like it. So change it, decide you're going to make a difference. And if, and if you realize that there's nothing you can do or change, then why do you keep going? Change your, change your location, change your thing, whatever. And if you think you can't, then you can't. But there's always a possibility. Whatever whatever job, whatever position you're in right now, it is not the only thing you can do on this planet to live and survive. Prove me wrong. I mean, every single job, there's you can relocate. There's something. There's there's options. It just depends on how how willing you are. But if you're willing to just suffer, then suffer. Now, that's your choice, too. And recognize that. Recognize that you're choosing to, to stay in a situation, even though it sucks. Because you feel that there is nothing better or nothing different or, or there's nothing. 
So I'm going to use another example that kind of just came up today. Um, my wife's on her way to my nephew's wrestling meet. I wish I could go, but I get to teach some beautiful people Reiki today. So that's the trade-off for what I do. But it doesn't matter. As long as my nephew has a great experience, that's all that really matters. So anyway, so my wife asked before she left. She was like, you know, you want to send him some good energy so that, you know, he can win today? And I said no. <laughs> she kind of looked at me like I'm, well, she looks at me like I'm crazy all the time because I am. And I was like, no, I'm like, I want my nephew to have the best experience to give him the most growth. And if that entails him winning today, then hell yeah, I hope he wins. But if that's not going to give him the most growth for him to be the best version of him, to be the most beautiful human being that I already see in him, then I want him to lose. As weird as that sounds, like it. But it makes sense to me. And I feel like even explaining it that way, it can make sense to almost anyone. I mean, sure, you could throw in the yeah buts, but whatever. It doesn't matter. I I want him to get the most growth out of this. Sometimes sometimes when you win things, you, you realize that winning isn't as satisfying as, as it should be as it's expected to be when you when you haven't won something i mean this is kind of a basic example because i don't think it was like a huge feat in my life but i played a lot of fantasy football and for years and years i never won and when i finally won i was the only one excited everyone i mean every i was in a 16 man league there were 15 people that weren't excited for me There were 15 people trying to make excuses and justify how lucky I was that that I picked up rookie players that had rookie years like Jimmy Graham and Cam Newton, but whatever. Right. So it's like it was almost discredited. It didn't feel like that that sweet victory that I had been searching for just wasn't as satisfying. And not only that, I wanted to win again because now I now I felt like I had to prove myself. And then I won again, and it was just like, oh, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, okay, so, yeah. So, but there was still growth in those wins. There were still things I understood about myself, about how I do research and how I understand things, how I'm great with numbers and all that good stuff. But anyways, so that's, so what I'm saying is intention. Focus on that intention. Right before I recorded this podcast, especially since I knew I was talking about intention, I had an intention to just be able to deliver whatever I needed in order for whoever is intended to listen to this, the message that's going to come through the clearest and help you get a deeper understanding to help you grow the the most. And that's all I want with every one of these episodes is to be able to deliver a message that's going to help you grow the most. But I also understand that it, not that it doesn't matter, but there's growth in every experience. There can be if the person going through the experience understands that and wants to grow. Every interaction you have, as long as, as long as you go through life and understand that every single person that comes through your across your path, 
is there to help you grow, to help you learn, to help you understand who you are as a person. Some are there to trigger your happy emotions, your positive emotions, your love, your joy, right? All those feel-good emotions. There's people that come through your life that do that. And then there's people that cause you discomforts, cause trigger, trigger you to be angry, upset, annoyed, bored, whatever it is. But there's growth in those. And when you can look at that, then your interactions with those people <clears throat> become more powerful. And not only that, think about this. When you start interacting with people that you know are usually uncomfortable interactions. Sorry, I gotta, I gotta take a sip. <clears throat> it's like my throat chakra didn't want to work. <clears throat> well, we're getting this message out. Don't worry. When you go. So, like, let's just say there's a difficult person in your life and either you work with them, you <laughs> live with them, you love them their family member, whatever. Whatever the situation is, you know you're going to have to interact with this person and you know that most encounters are negative. When you start to understand that there's growth in that and and it's about how do I not let this person trigger me? How do I not let this person take control of my emotions? Because that's what they're doing. I'm allowing their actions to take control of me and my emotions. Because if they have control of your emotions, they have control of you. Because now you're acting a different way than you'd want to, which means you're out of control, right? And when you see when when you see that having these interactions with these people will give you an opportunity to take back your control, you're gonna be more grateful. Like you're gonna look forward to seeing them more than the people that just make you happy sometimes. Sometimes. It's always nice to have the people that make you happy around. But that's the easy interactions. The ones that, the ones that um, believe in you and see the great in you. Those are the easy people to keep around. And you still keep them around. Because they're there until you can believe in yourself and see the beauty in yourself. And then the amazing thing is, is all of a sudden, those people, those interactions, those negative encounters that you, that you were having will go away. And you'll start to have more positive interactions with those people. Um, and the, the interesting thing is, is it could just be on your end. Like maybe, I mean, th there may be people that you think you have a good relationship with or a good friendship with or good interactions with or whatever. And on their end, you're the annoying person and you don't even realize it. Uh, but that doesn't matter because that's their growth their problem right but this is where i feel like your intention is important because as long as you have that good intention that's the energy you're bringing and then just always want good is such a vague simple good intention good doesn't always come in good ways there's so much good that comes from discomfort um So I think I'll speak about it for a minute. This is, I usually make these about 30 minutes long. I still got like 10 minutes to go. 
So I spoke about ayahuasca and I've spoke about it a couple times. Um, I've reconnected with the plants, which I have not really connected with in the last three years. Um, literally three years ago, I came back from Peru and I have not really connected with it since then at all. And I just did last week and it was like I never left. It was such an amazing experience. And I want to bring it up, not because, like, I don't want to push it on everyone. Although I think it is a medicine that can work with everyone. Anyone that's ready to work with it, um, it's ready to work with you. But I'm not trying to just push it because all the growth and experiences and opportunities that happen through these ceremonies, through this medicine... All they're showing you is that it can happen without this medicine. The difference is, is can you get there without it? And that's the question. But that's something you'll have to figure out. So one of the things that this medicine does is it, is it puts you in uncomfortable feelings. I don't want to say situations because it's not really a situation. I mean... Your whole life is a situation, right? But there were times during the ceremony where I just felt so much discomfort in my body. And it was so, it, was, it wasn't specific to the point where I could find a position to feel comfortable because it was physical discomfort. It was a physical pain, cramping, heat, pressure, like just a, just a ball of different things. And I did try. I tried to lay on my side. I tried to kind of move around. I tried to put my feet up. I tried to, you know, bend my legs. I tried to get in all these different positions, and it never went away. And then I realized, like, it's not going to go away just by shifting my body. It's in me. And I need to understand. I don't even need to understand what it is. I need to accept that it's there right now. Except that this is my state of being in this moment and being okay with that, being okay with that discomfort. And so I laid there and I just kind of brought an awareness to that discomfort. I literally like looked around it like, all right, what area does it cover? Because it was it was in my left side stomach area. Right. So I was like trying to find like the, the border of it and just observing that and then trying to feel like where where does it start from where's like let's let's work from the outside in and see where the core of this discomfort is and just observing it right i mean i don't even think i was calling it a discomfort at this time it was just this it was just this this hot area in my body and just observing it and the more that I just sat with it and observed it, the more I could feel it start to dissipate, start to disappear, start to fizzle away. And I talk about this in meditations. It's the same thing. When you feel these discomforts, just observe them, understand them. Um, I've described them as like to me, these discomforts, these energies that are stagnant and stuck in our body are just energies that never they're they're trapped emotions that we never dealt with, we never acknowledged, we never validated, we never paid attention to. And that's all they want. 
Because isn't that, I mean, if you think about it, as love, as energy, isn't all we want is just to be heard, just to be loved, just to be held, even for a moment, to be acknowledged, to be seen, to be seen, right? To not feel invisible. I feel that that's what these energies want too. And they're stuck in you and, and they're holding on. Once they realize that they don't have to, they go away. You just got to love them. You just got to pay attention to them a little bit. And so I say that to kind of bring that into the intention part is that those difficult people, those difficult scenarios, how do you find a way to be comfortable in them? How do you, how do you find a way to, to find peace in all the discomfort? Because I found it last Friday. And there was witnesses. <laughs> I'm just say that. I'm not going to call anybody out. But the person next to me said, you look so calm and peaceful. As I laid there in my physical hell, I... I surrendered to it, like, and not even like, I, I have this resistance to that word because it, to me, it means like, I just gave up, but I didn't give up. I just gave in. I gave into it and it wasn't like, but I didn't give up control either. It was like, okay, you're here. Let's deal with you. Let's be with you in this moment in the most loving way possible. Because you must be here to teach me something about myself. Just another way to love myself. To show me how strong I am. The hell you're going through right now, the only reason you're surviving is because you're strong. See that strength. So many people could probably come up to me and tell me all the shit they've been through. And how their life has just sucked so bad. All I see is all the strength. Because everything you've been through, you've survived. You've endured it. You've gone through it. And you're still here. There's strength in that. It means you're capable of going through all that. And still trying to live. You still keep moving. You haven't given up fully doesn't mean you haven't tried to give up doesn't mean you haven't thought about it doesn't mean you might have had moments where you did actually give up but you're still breathing and there's a reason for that so keep going it has to get better it will get better I've talked about this before and I'll say it again because it's important decide Decide with intention. Decide that you're going to understand yourself better in order to make your external life situation experience better. Speaking of Wayne Dyer from back in an earlier podcast, my favorite quote from him is when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. 
everything that you're trying to change that's external is nothing more than a projection of your internal. And I can use this example. It's like if you look in the mirror and you don't like what you see, do you put makeup on the mirror or on yourself? Do you do you, do you try to pop the pimple that's on the mirror or yours, right? What do you change? Or if you don't like the way you physically look, do you tell the mirror to lose weight, to start lifting, to whatever, to exercise, to stretch, to to change your posture, to cut your hair, to shave, pluck your eyebrows, whatever whatever the situation is, nose hairs, ear hairs, whatever. Do you do you do that to the mirror or yourself? Know that that's your life too. If you keep changing jobs or you keep moving because you're trying to have a different experience, it's not going to happen. I've seen way too many scenarios of it not happening to believe that there's a different thing. It may temporarily change things. It may bring some, you know, instant gratification for the moment. And then you're going to settle right back into your energy and you're going to bring all those scenarios back. So stop trying to paint the mirror. But not only that, change the way you look, right? If you just change the way you look into that mirror and see that you are already a beautiful, powerful, strong, independent, intelligent human, beautiful. When you can change the way you look at yourself, you will start to change. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. I hope you listen to the end. Hopefully I'll see you guys again soon. As like I said, my intention is to bring more of these messages. And hopefully help you guys grow and understand more. Um, As always, I'm always open to talk, conversate answer questions. If there's something specific you'd like to hear me speak about, reach out to me, Jason at soulflowflowyoga.com. Jason at soulflowyoga.com. It's in the description as well, I believe. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. I hope you have a wonderful and beautiful presence. Peace.